If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Are we going to war with ISIS or just reshaping the Middle East? I'll clear away the smoke and mirrors and tell you what's really going on. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I know you're going to call me a liar because a lot of times I move around when the Bulldogs play. But the basketball game is on tonight. Pre-game show starts at 7.35. So I have my full three hours, three to six. And it's a good thing because there is a lot to cover today. This week, there has been so much propaganda about ISIS and radical Islam. And I mean, it just was fast and furious in everything I watched or listened to or read. And I saw it for what it was worth what it was all about and but i it it was pretty well uh you were bombarded with this stuff from the left and the right from the government from the media so i think uh, i made a point of decoding it and i'm going to share that with you but the propaganda the ultimate purpose of it all in my opinion is that last week not this week that just passed but the week before obama asked congress for an authorization to use military force against ISIS. And we don't do that too often. Authorization to use military force is the modern-day declaration of war. I guess there are too many constitutional barriers to declaring war, so we work around that with this authorization to use military force. But even that, we don't do too often. And when we do, you can be sure it's going to be a big war, like the wars we actually fight, not a little war like the wars they ask for. So Obama's like, oh, this is a totally limited operation. We won't have any offensive troops. We'll, this, the authorization will expire in three years. But that stuff's baloney. Like as soon as an American gets shot at, all troops are defensive. You could put the entire army there and you could call it defensive. So that's baloney. And... This idea that in three years of uninterrupted, limitless warfare, we're going to be able to just turn it off is crazy. Congress will definitely re-up if we go down this road. And the, but the real limitlessness of it is that it's against ISIS. So it's not against a country. It's not, uh, it's not even against a well-defined organization with a leader. So it can so our war against ISIS could go anywhere and be against really anyone. Um, and we wouldn't know when we won it. So you could keep fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And if new people trickle in who wear a black shirt and go crazy, you could say we're still in the war. So this is the big limitless war that I that Obama is asking for as far as I can read it. And I and I think it's I'm so cynical that I feel like only a guy with a peace prize, like that's how how hard it is to sell us this, is that a Republican could never ever do it. 
it has to be someone who wears the mantle of peace, a guy who wouldn't want to hurt anybody if he didn't have to. And that plays in a little bit with how the propaganda unfolded this week. Obama was presented as he did say that this uh, extremism is a result of economic deprivation. And then the right said, uh, no, it's ideology. And I, and I look at this as a kind of a propaganda play because I saw it unfolding earlier in the week on Monday, the Atlantic, which is kind of a more sophisticated propaganda tool, came out with an article that was said what ISIS really wants. And so they kind of anticipated what Obama was saying and anticipated the debate during the week because they were saying it's ideological and Obama is saying it's economic. But that whole conversation to me is a setup. I actually had to look up like a debate term because I was never in the debate club or whatever, but I was like, there's a word for this, like some kind of fallacy. And I think it's called a false dichotomy. It's like when they ask you like, uh, do you still beat your wife? (laughs) You know, the answer is you either, yes, I still beat my wife or no, I don't beat her anymore. No, you want the answer to be, I never beat my wife. But so they set up this question that makes us an assumption, you beat your wife. So they make this assumption in this conversation that the real underlying problem is radical Islam. Both the left and the right agree with that. And there was an article by John Kerry in the Wall Street Journal on Thursday, a letter to the editor, saying, obviously, this is the problem. We're definitely going to approach it with warfare. Like, nobody disagrees with that. The question is, do we also need to approach it with what I'm going to shorthand call welfare, like this economic question. Are we going to throw money on it in that way too? That was the debate this week. And my problem with that, and I know it's going to probably shock you because you're never hearing this stuff over the airwaves, is that radical Islam might not be the real underlying problem. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. I have done enough reading, I've done tons of research, and I have so many quotes from high-level people saying that that any, anyone from the CIA to MI6 to the, uh, the uh, holes of power have nurtured, have fostered, and have used radical Islam for other purposes that they want to serve specifically in the Middle East right now. But it's been suggested by the CIA chief of Kabul, Afghanistan at the time, Graham Fuller, that we use radical Islam to battle China and Russia in Central Asia, that we can, you know, transport it there. And obviously, North Africa is a place where radical Islam has recently emerged. And their real purposes, what the power elite is really worried about, what really, their goals are, is this, uh, is the, um, reshaping the Middle East for the purposes of either uh, the energy industry's interests or it could be as basic as just money-oriented as dropping bombs to satisfy defense contracts or to gin up debt for the financial industry. I mean, I, I really think that there's a big element of that in there, and I never wanted to believe that because it's so basic. I'd rather it be ego. I'd rather it be power than just money. But I think that at a higher level, it is power. It's what they call straight power concepts. And what they're trying to get at is they want to control Eurasia or the world or whatever. So it's the Western power elite versus Russia and China. And that's why they really want to reshape the Middle East, either make it so that we control, we meaning the Western 
powers control these countries or at least make it so that they cannot be controlled by Russia or China. That's what I think the power elite worries about. I don't think they're really worried about radical Islam or they wouldn't play both sides against the middle in that regard. But this week's conversation had nothing to do with that. It had to do with everybody assumes that we have to fight radical Islam. And the answer is it's a multiple choice question. Do we fight it with welfare, like Obama's talking about, with rebuilding? Do we fight it with warfare, like he asked for last week? So he's asking for both. He's not He's not really just asking for the soft and gentle stuff. He's asking for war. So do you want welfare or warfare or both? That's the question. And uh, that's the answer uh, that they're looking for, which is why they frame the question in that way. But my answer is I want neither. And I don't want neither because I'm a dove, because I'm a peacenik. I want neither because I think they're creating this crisis so that they can solve it in a way that gets them what they want. And what they want is power and money for themselves and their friends and not what we want and need, which is security, uh, a real security, not like um, NSA surveillance uh, so that nobody can do anything we don't know about. Not that at all. Just stop poking the hornet's nest. Protect our rights. Don't violate our rights. I mean, these are the things that we want. And I actually believe that they, they meaning high levels of government, high levels of media, not like your rank and file, not the personal rights in your local newspaper or the um, councilwoman you meet at your town hall, but the people who are what I, I like to think of it as feeding the teletype machine, the way like the National Weather Service tells the meteorologists what they've come up with. I feel like there's a teletype machine. Maybe it's Associated Press or Reuters or Bloomberg, but they feed this official narrative. They feed the facts and everybody else has faith in it and runs with that. But that's what they're, that's what the they is, that they're feeding this to us and I don't buy it. And I'm asking you, like, I want you to answer this question. Do you want for this ISIS problem for the Middle East, for Libya is the particular thing right now that's coming up, emerging as a place that they're going to intervene in, in my opinion, Syria already, we're knee deep. Do we want to approach this issue proactively with welfare or warfare? Or like I say, neither. I really think that we'd be better off with some restraint. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers. You can also tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. But one last little thing about this, uh, I'm pretty cynical about even Obama, what looks like a genuine kind of leftist kind of approach, like it's economic, everything's economic. That's a real Marxist theory that uh, everything comes down to economics and that maybe that's Obama just wants to throw money at the problem in that way. I think I'm a little more cynical than that. I think he's coming at it with this angle. Maybe he didn't think of it, but his job is to persuade us. And he's kind of told how to do that. He's the face job, is my opinion. And I think that he he put out that economic viewpoint, one, to get the left on board with intervention by calling it humanitarian. The right you get on board by telling it telling you it's actual physical security, self-defense. But the left you get on board by saying it's humanitarian. So he's adding that element, but I think it's even worse than that. I think that in part, it's this idea that that you can throw this money at these different countries, rebuild whatever, and then like your friends can get the contracts. I noticed that in the Libya thing. Hillary wouldn't take 
a Qaddafi's abdication, which he offered before bombs dropped. She seemed to want the bombs to drop, and they did. And then that country is a wreck. And the only logical explanation is that then you can hand out uh, rebuilding contracts. You can get the military-industrial complex involved, IMF loans, debt, interest, you know, just that kind of really basic cronyism. And then, so I figured this out a couple of weeks ago, and in the Wall Street Journal this week are two articles one that Clint, uh, Hillary Clinton's foundation, Bill Clinton's foundation, got all sorts of foreign government money recently and also a bunch of corporate money. So she's probably playing that kind of a game. Certainly looks like it. That's what they're implying. And I think some of that's going on here, too. So 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers. And you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Check back off of this weekend for Kirk Mellish forecast updates and plan to join us Monday for Atlanta's morning news. Team coverage traffic updates every six minutes begin at 4.30 a.m. You start the new week with WSB. This is Monica Perez. I am the libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 when I'm not pushed a little bit aside by the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. I'm going to take a quick call from Reggie in Decatur. Reggie, hi, you're on with Monica. How you doing, Monica? Good, how you doing? I'm here from you. Okay, Uh, how do you feel about ex-Mayor Rudy Giuliani's Giuliani's comments about Barack Obama, what he made recently? Because the left is bitching about it, they're having a bitch fest about it, and the right is defending his comments. Because he said that Obama doesn't love this country, is that right? Right. What? Here's what I think. Yeah. I think that the that Giuliani and Obama are both part, not even though Obama is the president of the United States, I still think he's kind of second-tier power elite. I think the actual controlling people are maybe maybe it's David Rockefeller, maybe it's George Soros, but maybe even they are not. Maybe it's people whose names we don't hear who are really at the very, very top. But I think Giuliani and Obama are both playing this game that I call the two-party psyop, the two-party psychological operation to get us to think that there are two sides of these issues and that they are being represented by our government, by our media, that we don't really have to worry too much because one side or the other, certainly they're battling it out. Maybe you'll just get gridlock and nobody will win the battle. But the fact is, I think that they're both playing roles uh, to look like the actual issue is how you defend America, how you show that you love America, when in fact both of them, in my opinion, serve the power elite. I'm not even saying they know that for sure. They just know what keeps getting them elected, what keeps getting them paychecks, what keeps getting them campaign contributions or asked onto Fox, and they respond to that stuff uh like anyone does. You just respond to what gets you what you need. I call it the ethical glass ceiling. You stop wondering who's what it's really all about. But I've got lots more calls. I've got an interesting call coming up that there is a McCain, John McCain picture with the supposed head of ISIS. And I've seen that picture and I have not been able to debunk it. But let's see what uh, what else we can uncover about that and uh, take more of your calls 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK this is Monica Perez this is Monica Perez I am the libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 Saturdays from 3 to 6 when uh, basketball doesn't get in the way basketball's on tonight pregame show starts at 735 we are talking about, well, I am, I'm 
proposing the idea that what we're hearing a lot in the media and from the government is propaganda meant to get us into a war that is much, much bigger than they are saying it is, and that it isn't for the purposes they're saying it's for. Obama's asking for a war against ISIS that's basically limitless. And this week they talked a lot about whether people get radicalized for economic reasons or ideological reasons. And I actually have found a lot of evidence that it's uh, outside forces. Saudi Arabia, even the United States, has contributed certainly absolutely above board with the so-called moderate rebels in Syria. I mean, that there is a CIA operation that they say is connected to Ambassador Stevens getting killed in Benghazi. So that there's no question that we've been funding the roots of this radical ISIS group either by accident or if you're more cynical on purpose, and our allies were certainly funding it on purpose. So I think there's more going on here than meets the eye, and I think uh, that we should talk about it. So um, give me a call, 404-872-0750. If those lines are full, try 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Jerry in Douglasville. Hi, Jerry, you're on with Monica. Monica, yes. I know you're a libertarian. Yes. And I even agree with some of the libertarians. Uh, ideas, but listen, there are people getting their heads cut off over there. There's Did you see the Fox News alive. report do today? That do you think Americans are burning them alive? Who's what? burning them alive? Jerry, did you see the Fox News report today that the ISIS video of the Coptic Christians in Libya was faked? Hello. They said it was filmed in a studio, so we don't, and they don't, and they said that it wasn't they actually. People dying, they don't know what happens to those people, and that Egypt bombed Libya, even though that was not filmed. There's no reason to think it was filmed in Libya. It was filmed in a studio. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> Look on Fox News. Look on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, or my Facebook page. It goes through how they know. It shows the video and why they realize that it had, like, a green screen in the back. I'm telling you. They are professionals. They do a very good job of filming their killings. And burning of a. I'll of tell a you something truly horrible, Jerry. I spent to in order to verify this claim, I spent a lot of time on YouTube looking at real beheading videos. They are so so awful. It it made me sick for a day. So you can see the ones that there's no reason to do to fake stuff or put it in a studio. I don't want any. I, I'm not trying to set to dare them. To really do it, I'm just saying we really do not, you cannot believe what we're being fed because it doesn't hold water. <sighs> Go ahead, Jerry, come on. Ahead. Now, I'm come sorry. On. Now, let's be real here. They're killing people. They're cutting people's heads off. They're burning people alive. They're doing all of this, and we're supposed to do nothing. Well, who are they? That's the thing. I mean, I, I, I think they are being misrepresented. What? It's called the Islamic State. And they do have a state. They control a huge amount of territory. I think there's more to it than meets the eye. This is what I think a lot of what is going on there. In Iraq, Syria, and Libya, there are real conflicts. You can call them a civil war in Syria, maybe Libya. I don't know if you want to go as far as to call it a civil war in Iraq. But these places are actually having violent, bloody territorial disputes between factions on the ground of Iraqis, of Syrians, of mercenaries, people from the outside, of Libyans. And a lot of that violence 
can be labeled as ISIS to justify our intervention. So ISIS supposedly bombed a luxury hotel in Tripoli in Libya, but the Libyan, one of the two opposing governments in Libya said, that wasn't uh, ISIS, that was our opposition. But nobody tries to verify what the truth is. I'm not saying I verified independently the truth, but Egypt bombed Libya within 24 hours without verifying the truth. Qatar pulled their ambassador from Egypt because of that. So there's just so much more to it than what we're being fed in the mainstream is my premise. And that's why I don't want to start a big war until we get our facts straight. Well, the, the war's already started. We're already bombing. We've been bombing for some time. And the, and the, and the, the, the uh, what was submitted to Congress was just simply something to get Congress involved because he has more more uh control he has more uh, uh he can do more with what he's already got without getting any uh okay from congress it's just to get them involved yeah i mean i did hear that story that they said you know we don't even need this uh yeah. and i think they're saying that because they'd never get it if they actually put it to a vote i don't think they'll get it so they're saying we don't even need it no but he'd like to have it i he's think got more he's got more he can do more now than he could if he got uh, this little thing that he submitted to Congress, which is a waste mm. of time. But they are killing people. And it is a, an organization. They have leadership. They have control. They have generals. Well, they who is their leadership? The Who's their leader? I don't know. I don't know his name. Right. They say it's this guy, Al Baghdadi. Uh, I think what's happening is that, that. that we're using this as an excuse to ignore the sovereignty of some countries like Syria. In order to, our original plan was to get rid of Assad. Before anyone ever heard of ISIS, we wanted to get rid of Assad. And now we're using ISIS as an excuse well, to violate no right to the sovereignty of, of Syria. We have right? no right to get rid of Assad. We don't have any right to go in and take, take somebody out because we don't like him. But honestly, this is a, a serious situation. They, there are people over here that's getting hurt and killed because of their influence. Here, listen, of, here's the problem with the Syria argument. You acknowledge we don't have a right to get rid of Assad or go into Syria or any of that. We are using ISIS as an excuse to go into Syria the way we used uh, 9-11, of course, as an excuse to go into Afghanistan. I'm not saying as an excuse, but we said Afghanistan was incapable of containing terrorism. It didn't have a functioning government. We had to take care of business. But Assad has a functioning government. It is fighting ISIS better than we are. Their foreign minister said, if if foreigners would just get out of the way, we could take care of these terrorists in a month. We are bombing them 50 times a day. So we should ally ourselves with Assad uh, if we're serious and not get rid of them. It's illegal for us to go in and bomb Syria. It's a real country. It's a real country that's internationally recognized sovereignty. And I think that it's that you can't use ISIS as an excuse to go in and bomb Syria. But we're doing it. And that makes me smell a rat on the whole reason that we're talking about ISIS. The bombing will never win a war by itself. You can bomb them, but you're not going to you're not going to win a war by itself. So we need uh, to invade. But uh, we, we're bombing, but we're not doing near as many missions as Jordan and other countries over there. But it's a combination of other countries that are working with us. So where do you want to invade? Syria or Libya or Iraq? Uh, Iraq. We were there before. We should have left a uh, residual force there. And there would be no ISIS. Well, when 800 ISIS soldiers took American equipment from 30,000 Iraqi army men, then we should have 
droned them. It's like the government is supposed to destroy American equipment. Like if we didn't go into Iraq then on Father's Day in June, when there was no, you didn't need any authorization to use force. We were sending drones to Yemen that very week. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense for what we're doing. But I've got a call from uh, Maurice that talks a little bit about the leadership of ISIS. What did you have, Maurice? You're on with Monica. Well, uh, I've seen a couple uh, uh, reproductions of this image, and there's a number of images uh, of um, McCain, I think it was a year or two ago, uh, meeting in Jordan with, uh, the supposed El Baghdadi leader yes. of ISIS, and uh, and another leader too, whose name I do not uh, cannot manage to pronounce, uh, but is you know uh, acknowledged as some kind of ISIS leader. Um, yeah. And they did a kind of comparative uh, image, uh, you know, thing with other pictures of El Baghdadi in it. It seemed like it was the real deal to me. I agree. Uh, I saw that. And I, I'll tell you, normally I dismiss that stuff, Maurice, but I actually posted a blog post uh, last week. A few, I posted two or three blog posts recently. One is called, What If ISIS Isn't What It Appears To Be? And it leads with that article with the pictures of McCain and the guy who's supposedly al-Baghdadi. And then I include other articles, like an article from 2007 in the New York Times that has an American general saying that that they just made up al-Baghdadi. is not real. Like a really crazy yeah. article like that, but from it. the New York Times. Yeah. So I think this thing, I honestly believe that there is... Uh, definitely a lot of radicals, and these guys are basically terrorists, criminals, gangsters, uh, mercenaries, and that they, yeah. they do some damage. But some of what is attributed to them is genuinely a result of these civil wars, and we want to control yeah. the outcome of who's controlling these countries, like Libya, for example. So we can blame any, if somebody's winning that we don't want to win, just blame ISIS and go on in there is how I see it. How do you see it? Well, as uh, to paraphrase Lenin, if you want to control the op opposition, you have to lead it. And that's what they're doing. Um, and uh, the other thing that I saw that was interesting is they put forth the conjecture that el-Baghdadi is actually Israeli Mossad. Uh, well, I'm not sure about the Mossad part, but you would assume if it's true. Uh, and they had a name for him, but I forget what that name was that they had designated him as. Um, I mean, you know, most people uh, are, a while ago would acknowledge that Israel was involved in setting up Hamas to divide uh, the PLO years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. I, I have read that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same deal here. You know, they're just... Uh, and you notice that ISIS isn't uh, pretending to go over into Israel. You know, yeah, you would think that that's the weird thing. Right. They're like three sided wars. So the, the Shia terrorists, what are called terrorists, are like the Hezbollah, whatever, who are enemies of ISIS. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? Like this idea that there's like three or four sides in these wars is doesn't doesn't compute. You know, there's there's really two sides. Everybody always acknowledges there's two sides. And then you can take your guy out later, like even in World War Two, we sided right. with Russia and then turned on them as soon as it was over because you want to take out the big guy and then you worry about the next guy. So it, it's definitely screwy. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and then 
Um, I got a call from Brett. Brett's on the line. He he thinks this stuff is fake. Let's see why he thinks that. And you can tell me why you don't. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Breaking news, weather, and traffic updates all weekend on WSB, the WSB radio app. And join us first thing Monday morning for Kirk Mellish's updated five-day forecast when the cold rain is coming and when we might get more snow on WSB. This is Monica Perez. I'm back. Uh, We are in a very lively discussion. Uh, It got kind of heated pretty fast that I I don't believe everything I'm told about the nature of ISIS, the goals, what it would mean to defeat ISIS, where and why we're going to um, put a lot of, of violent force. I think there are ulterior motives. I think there are geopolitical motives that existed before we ever heard of ISIS, like taking over Libya or ousting Assad. And I'm not sure those things really make sense, but really... What we, not for our interests, maybe for the political interests, but the the thing that really is down the rabbit hole is this report on Fox News that the ISIS beheading of the Copt, Coptic Christians on the beach in Libya was filmed in a studio. It what, was not necessarily people actually being killed. It was like the, a picture of the same people over and over again. There weren't even that many people there. Uh, it was kind of weird, and it's you can't deny with the article, I don't think. Anyway, some people do. Uh, Brett in Bold Springs doesn't. What do you think, Brett? I think it's all garbage. I think it's all fake. Um, I think, well, I think the whole war on terror is a, is a uh, you know, a made-up thing by our government, um, starting with 9-11 and probably before that. But more specifically, these ISIS videos, starting with the first heading, and going on in the burning of the so-called Jordanian pilot, it's all highly produced, and it differs greatly from actual beheading videos that you can go on. Yeah, you're the one who sent me the yeah. links. Would you post yeah. those maybe on my Facebook page or something? And I, I'm telling you, you sent me the links to the actual beheadings, and I was sick. I was now, sick over it. That's, I mean, I'm not saying that there is not a group called ISIS. I'm not saying that they don't exist. And there are definitely people getting beheaded because you sent me those awful, awful videos. And and they happen a lot. There's Islamic militants all over the Middle East that are doing this kind of stuff. But when you watch actual videos and then these ones that our government puts out for us, they're completely different. The most striking thing is that they don't show any of the beheadings. None. It doesn't happen. They show well, thank God they're not going far enough to actually behead people for propaganda purposes. Well, no, but that's the thing. You can fake a, a head on a body, okay? But if you look at some of these other videos, they have no problem sawing these people's heads off in front of the camera and, and posting it everywhere. But you get these government videos, well, I call them government videos, and it's blackout as soon as the knife goes to the head and then a picture of a body. Well, that's not evidence to me that anybody's being beheaded. Well, that's that's where this comes down, in my opinion, is that regardless of what you think is really going on, there's been plenty of reports, you can look on my website, the forensic experts in Great Britain, as reported by the Daily Telegraph, I think it was, said the Foley thing definitely looked staged, that video, that was the first one. And so we don't know where these people are. We don't know what happened to them. And they are cited specifically by name in Obama's request, authorization to use military force, that this is the cause for war. 
So if if this is the cause for war, we better have real evidence. And the videos were supposed to be evidence. So if they're not real, what is the evidence? Well, the thing is, governments do it all the time. They're called false flags. Yep, and false flags have started many, many wars. Uh, Andre says, uh, I'm going to get to him next right after the break. He says that you should let regions take care of themselves. But there's a big argument going on right now that we created the problem, for example, in Libya. And so now it's our moral obligation to solve it. I'm going to talk to Andre and I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.